Hello and welcome to Super Fantastic Terrific. This is Russ Turley. This is Brad Challen, and this is an empty chair. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> empty well, chair well, is unfortunately, uh, it, it, you know, I just why the empty chair? I don't know what a caddy wampus is, but apparently the job he's on right now went all caddy wampus, and so he won't be uh, joining us tonight. Hmm. He'll, be, he'll be sending in a statement apparently about. Uh, <laughs> Solo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, that's fine. Well, we'll, and we'll get to that. Solo is our, you know, kind of... Uh, that can be our closer. Yeah, we didn't talk about talking about Solo. Well, we didn't talk about talking about Solo because the I guess the assumption was, you know, normally when we get to things, they're, they're three months after they've been released. So and I, usually, I wasn't I, expecting all three of us to have actually seen it. So, yeah, <laughs> so usually I'm the one that's kind of like way behind, yeah. like, you know. But... Uh, Actually, it was a point a point of uh, conflict in the house because there was Sunday the uh, the wife was at a baby shower uh-huh. and two of the kids were gone somewhere and the oldest was at work and so it's me and the and the our youngest yeah and I'm like okay what do you want to do and he said I said let's go to the movies let's go uh-huh. see Solo and he's actually originally he said no I don't want to oh oh. You know, and this a is a, this, this is a problem because he he wants to watch a five minute YouTube video over yeah. over a two you know an awesome you know whatever it is two movie. and a half hour Star Wars movie yeah and I think that's problematic of his well maybe that's these kids nowadays maybe that could account for the box office of Solo oh, oh yes <laughs> which the amount of money it's made for a normal movie would be good but the problem is with this movie is. You're you're comparing it to the other three that just came out and made like you know, you know you pull up the the Brinks truck and just start loading the money in. Right. And then on top of that, because the original budget was only supposed to be 120 million, but they apparently reshot like we discussed before like about 60 percent of the movie. They're, all, right? they're saying almost 70 to 80 percent of the movie was reshot. So the budget was twice probably what it was originally supposed to be, and that then when your movie makes a lot less than the other ones, that can really hurt. So yeah. We can talk about that when we get to the closing segments. But first, I would say, um, you know, it's almost like bringing back the uh, Handsome Men theme here because uh, One Handsome Men is in actually two of our films that we'll be discussing tonight. Absolutely. Yes, yes. So we have two on the on the docket for tonight. Yep. That was uh, originally planned. That was Avengers Infinity War. Yep. I finally saw it. Which we were chomping at the Vic <laughs> to talk about last time. Right. And, and he sent in a statement of, for that, too. And, and Cabin in the Woods. Yes. And so, like, I, I was, I'm surprised you had never seen. I never seen no. the Whedon connection to that film. Um, it was partially written by him and was um, basically directed by one of his, you know, cohorts or what would you, you know, like he would say uh, back in the day when uh, Spielberg, you know, started producing movies, right? And you would think, see things like Poltergeist or um, you know, Back to the Future, and they were by people under him, like Zemeckis or you know, Toby right. Hooper, yep. and um, you know, they felt like they were Spielberg movies because he was so involved in them. And this is basically like Josh Whedon was very involved, so it was very much you know had half the same people that he uses for his other stuff too. If you'd seen Dollhouse, the um, pot smoker guy was in Dollhouse. He was like the tech guy on that TV show. On the TV show, yeah, I remember that, and yeah. I was wondering why he looked familiar. Yeah, that's what he was. He, from. he had a different look though. Yeah. in that one, I think he had a little more shaggy. Looking. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Should... yeah, no, I, I've thought I've seen that guy before. Yeah, and obviously. Chris Hemsworth yes. is in both of these. Yes, I was actually I had never heard. I heard Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, we had talked about it being kind of a 
I don't or know, comedy you, mechanical funhouse thing. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I didn't really get that. And uh, but I don't know which one do you want to start with. I want to start with Avengers because we've been okay, waiting for so. this one. Because first of all, I'll just say I, Avengers I, Infinity War, yeah, right? What yeah. a shit show that was, right? <laughs> <laughs> Quite popular film. It actually just crossed the two billion two billion dollars. I saw that. Right? Um, I'm actually amazed because I remember back in the day when um, you don't remember the first Batman with Michael Keaton, right? It was a good yeah, movie, yeah, good, really good, really good. And then the second one came out, and halfway through the second movie, you were like, "Oh, isn't Batman in this movie?" Like I can't, I, you know, I thought he was in this movie because they spent so much time developing Catwoman and the Penguin's backstories. Right. But yeah, at one point you forgot that Batman was even in the second um, Batman movie, and that was just juggling three characters. Avengers, they are juggling like fifty <laughs> <laughs> superhero characters, right? And somehow they got they got it right. They get like the mix. Like I can't believe that they had pretty much all these characters had something to do or something funny or something action worthy to do i mean they were i thought they were masterfully able to incorporate as many characters as they could into that movie and still make a coherent movie right well i'd like to talk about a couple things that that bug me first okay now thor ragnarok has been one of my favorite oh yeah it was marvel movies here and they literally took like what was going to be like could be this triumphant, you know, the uh, <laughs> the, the ship full of refugees, yeah. all uh, the remaining uh, citizens of Asgard, right? And they're all coming, and then you know, Korg and and all the all the fun characters yeah. you you got to like uh, on that uh, in Thor Ragnarok, and yeah, they're all gone. Yeah, well, they're not. All gone because you know uh, Thanos's theory fifty percent. He gets rid of fifty percent. They don't. They don't explain this fully in the movie, which right. I think was a mistake. They should have let you know. Oh, Valkyrie's not dead, and Korg's not dead necessarily because, like, you know, the ship basically got ripped in half. The um, as the ship that they were escaping and got ripped in half. So apparently, like the fifty percent, other fifty percent survived or something. But. The movie does a bad job of not making that clear. You're wondering, like, why are these characters not in it? Like, we just saw them on the ship at the end of the other movie. Right. I think we spent that whole time in rooting for yeah. these uh, Asgardians to get on the ship. We're like, yes, they're surviving. And then, oh, by the way, they're all yeah. dead. So it's almost That's... like one, one of my worst movies of all time was Aliens 3. Hmm. First Alien, amazing, great horror movie. Second Aliens, kick-ass, combat, action, you know, sci-fi movie. Right. Third movie... Bunch of bald people imprisoned, talking for 15 minutes with a random subliminal scene of gore, and then 15 more minutes of bald people talking on a prison planet. But that movie started out with them right. killing off, like, two of the main characters that had survived aliens. So, like, the little girl, Newt, right. and then the other guy, I can't remember his name, but he was um, Michael Bean's character. They die when she crash lands on this prison planet. So, you just spend a whole kick-ass movie... With these three characters, the only ones that survived, and they killed two of them off before the movie even like starts. Right. And that's kind of how you're you're feeling here. Yeah. Oh, I, like, I, I felt betrayed. What the hell the, happened? The, the first five minutes, I was betrayed. I'm like, yeah. I, I have no. And at that point, though, I realized I have no idea what kind of movie I'm about to see. Yeah. Like, what is what the hell am I got myself into? Right. And I think you're right. <laughs> I just watched this movie where like they're playing. Uh, was it Led Zeppelin? Led Zeppelin. Led yeah. Zeppelin. You know these kick-ass fight scenes. And all of a sudden, like, oh, they're all dead. <laughs> right. And I think you're right. The the whole um, – I don't think they did a good job descri- like telling us what Thanos' plan was. Yeah. 
before before this movie. Yeah. And then you realize, but there's no like why. But see, then, I, they, then they kind of give it to you later. Yeah. You know, they do the old Thanos backstory. Well, his explanation is basically, you know, he could have saved his planet if they had gotten rid of like half of the population because it was overpopulated and, you know, pollution and whatever and warfare and and his solution, his Hitler-esque solution is I'm just going to kill half of the population of the universe and then there'll be enough resources for everybody. You know, right. which logically makes sense, but it's a pretty horrible, <laughs> vicious plan. Because inevitably, you have to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> right? Or you just make it, you know, where so, you know, like China where only so many people can have babies. You can only have one baby or something. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I get that point of there. But I kind of almost knew, if you remember at the very end of Thor Ragnarok, the end credit scenes was Thanos's ship showing up. So if you'd stayed after the credits for Thor Ragnarok, the very end credit scene was this giant ship showing up. Now right was before... it, or yes, was, it was, or was it the it was... Guardians of the Galaxy? No, it was it was it was Thanos showing up at the very end. Huh? You think I think you're getting the like a trailer mixed up where you see the trailer where like he crashes into their ship or whatever. And maybe that's it. Maybe yeah. that's the. Uh... It was like one of the early trailers or um, reels from like Comic Con that had. Okay. Him. Yeah. But other than that, so what was your other main complaint? And it might be the same as mine. Because for me, I love this movie. It, it would have been a 10 out of a 10 except for one thing. Hmm. But I want to hear what well, your uh, other no, thing no, is. No, no, no. Go ahead. Because I'm interested to hear My one thing, spoiler alert, is um, at the very end of the movie, all the disappearing people turning to dust was meaningless to me. Okay. There's, there, uh, to me, like... I know these some of the most of these characters aren't dead. I know they're not gone for good, because I already know that there's a another Spider-Man movie in the works, and I already know that they're not going to kill Black Panther off after his movie just made a billion dollars at the box office, or the entire Guardians of the Galaxy cast except for Ro- Rocket. So, they're you know the snap of the finger killing half of the you know the citizens of the universe to me was like okay, well that's nice, but how are they going to get them back? Because you basically have just already seen in the movie, mm. you've already seen in the movie. Where remember, like she's going to, she's stopping Thanos. Um, what's her name? Uh, more Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. Oh, the uh, super okay. powerful Scarlet Witch. Yeah, she's, Wanda. She's holding um, Thanos back while she's ripping the stone out of Vision's head. You know, basically to make sure that Thanos doesn't get it. Well, Thanos then uses the time stone to basically rewind that. Rewind. All you need is about uh, a minute there. Yeah. So he rewinds it and then jacks them up and takes the stone anyway. So you already know that there's the possibility, once you have the time stone, of being able to, like, reverse things. You don't know how far back that can go or, or anything. You don't know the powers of the time stone. But you know that it does have the power to, like, you know, just like the reality stone... That one scene where he's like fighting um, the people at the collector's place, and he turns the one guy into like blocks, and he turns somebody else into like into, you know feathers uh, yeah, or yeah, whatever, uh, yeah, like a spring or something. Yeah, yeah a yeah, spring yeah. or something. You know, the reality stone can do weird stuff like that. We know the time stone can do that. We've also seen um, right before they had the big battle with Thanos, with a, a Spider-Man and Star Lord and um, Iron Man and Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange was like hovering and seeing all the possible futures. Right. He's and he like, basically said, you know, he basically gave you like a Star Wars line of like, you know, there's only a one in 50 million chance of this, you know, turning what was out it? good it was, for us. It was, it was 6 million, uh, yeah. 405. And there's only like one way that it works out. Only one way. And then they, so they battle and they do all this stuff and he's about to kill, Thanos is about to kill Iron Man. 
And then Doctor Strange gives him the stone, which you're like, what the hell are you doing? Give him the stone, you idiot. (laughs) But we already know that he said there's one way that this works out for us. So obviously the one way that it works out for us involved Iron Man still being alive. So that's why he gave him the stone, because he knew that Iron Man had to be still alive for Mm. them to have the potentiality of being able to win. And basically, you know, Doctor Strange is one of the people that disappeared. So, but he, but he knew he saw into the future that there was only one possible way of this this outcome coming out for them. And so he gave him the stone. Like, why would he give him the stone? He, his whole thing was that I'm protecting the stone at all costs, not letting him get it. And then all of a sudden, he's giving him the stone the second he was going to kill Iron Man. So, for me, that's why like everyone's like, oh my god, all these people disappeared and all these people were dead. It's like we already know that they're trying to do a Guardians three. We already know that they're going to try to do a black. You know they're going to do a Black Panther sequel. Oh yeah, I mean, and yeah. and Spider Man, uh, the next Spider Man's already in the works. Right. So it's like okay, well they're dead for now until the sequel comes out next year and they resolve the story. And I, again, that's one of the reasons why Marvel um, originally was supposed to be Infinity War Part One and Two, and then they changed that. So, oh no, no, we're just doing it in one movie. And, um, you know, it's just Infinity War. They didn't want to give you the title. They still won't give us the title for the movie that comes out next year. Because... Didn't, didn't we already get the title, this, like, this week? Oh, it came out this week? I think so. Because supposedly it spoils, you know, what happens in the movie that, you know... Oh, is that right? Uh, yeah, they didn't want it to come out while the movie was out because then people would be like, oh, well, maybe I can just wait and watch them together. Obviously, they wanted to make their $2 billion first. Well, it comes out... Release date was, I think, is May... It was May 3rd yeah. of 2019... Release date. Maybe we got a release day, not a. Yeah, they still haven't released. They haven't still haven't given us the title. Hmm. Because apparently it gives away too much. Yeah. So I think the way they described a lot of these movies that are coming yeah. out, you got the Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Is that what they're? Talking? Well, that was the thing that was teased that, that, at that, the end, right? And that one, you know, they've this is well, that well, is that going to be pre? Yes, that one actually takes place pre Thanos snap or post Thanos. That takes snap. place in the nineteen nineties. And you'll find okay. this interesting because mm. you saw at the very end of the movie they had um, Nick Fury and uh, Colby Smol- Smolders from uh, How, I, How I Met oh. Your Mother, and they both disappeared. But right before they disappeared, he put a call to Captain Marvel on some Robin big, uh, big, um, gigantic uh, <laughs> beeper or whatever. Right. He seemed like you could come and have something a little bit smaller than that. <laughs> yeah, I had, to, I had to look it up afterwards because I didn't know what that symbol meant. I'm not into the comics enough to go, oh, that's the Captain Marvel mm. symbol. But the movie takes place back in the '90s, so it has Nick Fury. In it. Okay. So Samuel Jackson will be back. And um, Coulson. Oh, Phil Coulson. So Phil Coulson will be coming back. And that's one of the reasons why I, I, I bet you've heard already that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be returning. But, well, only, you know, but I mean, only for 13 episodes and not until next summer. The, probably the reason they're not going to do it until next summer is, you know, until they, have after, to, they have to let the uh, Thanos thing resolve. Resolve. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and by the way, it's just speaking of, I've, I was ready to go back and watch. All the agents of Shield. Uh-huh. I was like halfway through. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for the next half. And the bastards pulled it off of the uh, ABC website, uh, and, and I don't have the, don't the DVR going. Oh, so you're shanked. And so I'm pretty much screwed. Well, so I won't either have you- to pay the money or I have yeah. to, uh, you know, wait until. It well, I won't tell you what happens, other than to say they kind of conclu- had a c- conclusive ending in case the show wasn't renewed because even up until air date of the final episode, they didn't know that they were going to be going to get a renewal i mean it was most people thought this was going to be the last year oh is that right and then they got a surprise like 13 episode um order you know right at the ending so they kind of did a good job of tying stuff up but still leaving it open where you can come back 
So it's yeah. Once you get there, it's it's good stuff. That's the final episode was really good. Okay, good. Well, I have, some, I have like you know a whole yeah. half season to look forward to. I'm that way with several other shows. Sometimes DVR in the issues. future. <laughs> I don't know why they can't make a DVR that will just record like more than five episodes of like an hour long program. Because my DVR is like it'll record so many shows, and then if they do like a marathon, it'll wipe out shows that I may not have watched yet, and I'm like, if I'm not caught up. I don't stay current. I lose stuff. See, like, usually, why can't usually just, like, you can tell it till like you know, don't delete until I'm done with it. Yeah, no, and this one, mine will basically if it's a half hour show, it can record up to like ten of them. But if it's like an hour show, it'll like if I haven't watched it yet, it'll kick off the oldest one for the newest one. Oh, and that's why I'm out of the loop on Walking Dead and The Expanse and a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm I'm, uh, I'm just I'm out of the loop on all this. Yeah. So anyway, so, that was my complaint was yeah, that yeah, the, the big stakes that everyone's so torn up about are like, just to me, it's like, oh, okay, well, that's nice, but okay, when, when can I see how they fix it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, another problem I had, and you know, I think I, I said this in the last, in the last couple, couple episodes was Wakanda. I have a problem with Wakanda and then like all of a sudden we're, we're like, they can do anything. Well, they've got the vibranium. And, and, you know, and, and, uh, and that's just... They have all these like these creatures, and these yeah. these guys have their little uh, what are they? Their kind of energy shields, yeah. you know, and then and some which pe- which have you seen on the internet? Where many people have said a lot of this movie was like like taken straight out of the Phantom Menace. That scene at the end where like instead of droids and the Gungans fighting, they had like the same energy shields and everything fighting on a grass field. It was right. Like, there was a lot of things. If you oh my gosh, the you look Wakandans it up on, or Gungans. Look it up online and you'll see. That's, um, right. That's racist. Yeah, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but 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 a lot of the movie like they took some elements out of Phantom Menace, maybe not knowingly, but like people made the comparisons to a lot yeah. of the, the scenes in the movie. So I had a problem with that. Okay. Um, uh, it's just too too much power in Wakanda. Yeah, yeah. And then the whole Peter Quill, Star-Lord character. Uh-huh. Like, just the threat of, like, he just can't control himself. Yeah. And, like, that's there was this whole thing. Like, after I watched the movie, I finally started reading articles. Yeah. And there's this whole Peter Quill, like... It's his fault. It's his fault. It's all, his, it's all Star-Lord's fault. And, you know, for that matter, because they're, they're about to win. Pull the glove off. Or Pull whatever, the glove yeah. off. And he can't, you know, because he killed Gamora. Yeah. Then he 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 just he rages and. But some people made a good argument that like all they had to do was cut Thanos's arm off. Like, doesn't one of them like one of the characters had like a thing like a doesn't Nebula have like something that she could like have chopped his arm off while they're holding it? Probably. Instead, they're just trying to pull his glove off like it's a, you know. O.J. Simpson in the trial, seeing if he can fit the glove on or something. I mean, <laughs> it's like, just chop his arm off. I mean, problem solved. Right. But, uh, no, I, other than that, though, I just, you know, obviously you, you had more issues with it than I did. But I just, I really enjoyed it. I just thought some of the banter between characters, um, like when arrogant Doctor Strange and arrogant Iron Man, you know, start going at it. Because they're both like, you know, kind of arrogant assholes. And then, like, the stuff with Spider-Man. I, a lot of the dialogue was funny. I loved the scene when they first bring Thor aboard the Guardian's ship. And, um, oh, that's and really Drax, funny stuff. And Drax is all. This is, this is a man. This is a man. You're a dude. <laughs> You're like one hot dog away from being fat. <laughs> and then Star-Lord's all trying to talk in a deep voice. You know, Why are you talking in a deep voice? No, seriously. Because yeah, no. Drax just calls him out on all his shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a dude. That is a man. Yeah, that's a man. You're a dude. 
No, that's a muscu- very muscular man. No, really, a handsome man. Just one of the best parts of, yeah. the, of the movie and the funniest parts of it. Well, like, I think I think like I said, they did a good job of having interesting superheroes that aren't normally together together, like in scenes, and they were able to like I think utilize it really well. Like, I think there's a little inconsistency about the power of Doctor Strange. Yeah, oh, he's, too because he's so kick ass. He can yeah, just but do he, anything. But he's he like <gasps> say like in the beginning of Thor Ragnarok. He just takes Loki and he just just takes care of him. He's like he's falling for half an hour. He, he you know he comes back and yeah. he's yeah you're gone you're out of here and he just handles him so quickly yeah. and efficiently. It's like there's not even a problem. Like he can't hurt him. He yeah. can't. There's nothing he can do. And then maybe it's maybe it's just a kind of a testament to the power of Thanos. Is like yeah. that he really is he nothing he can do. Yeah. With all those things, he, all the things that he well, can that take point- care of the you know the. As guardians, but he yeah. can't. He can't handle Thanos. At that point, you know, he already has so many of the stones that he already has, like you know, a whole bunch of power. He's just missing like what, like two stones at that point, or one uh, stone? That's, I think he's got one, one stone. Yeah, he's only got one stone left, so he's already like pretty powerful. And you already saw at the very. They kind of established at the very beginning, like he whoops Hulk's ass, right? And Hulk is like afraid to come out, basically, for the rest of the movie. Because of it, that was really interesting. Yeah. That was an interesting part because they they well, teased you think that, that Hulk and, and, is like a child. He's like an angry child. So like Hulk got his ass whooped, and now he's like hiding in the corner. <laughs> Bruce Banner's like trying to pump him up, and he can't get him out. Yeah, and, and they, uh, there was that if you, sounded wrong. If you watch, <laughs> <laughs> if you watch YouTube at all, there's uh you, you watch the uh, there's a. I watch a bunch of the YouTube. After, yeah. after a while, I get to watch all the movies. I, yeah. I, I avoid all those things yeah. before I watch it. But afterward, and you see like in the trailers yeah. or in the posters and things, it shows they, him running. It shows him running with yeah. all of them to you know towards. And instead, the, fight. the Hulkbuster is running towards the, the fight. Hulkbuster. Yeah. Now that was misleading marketing. That that was. Yeah. Yeah. But you know you, you got to be if you're uh, uh, Ruffalo. What's his, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, you know, you're like finally, I get to be. Yeah. I, get to, I get to do some acting. When I'm yeah. not wearing a giant, with a big, big white ball on, you yeah. know, hanging up, you know, four feet above his head, in a blue suit, yeah. right? You know, he finally gets to, you know, do some acting, yeah. or you get to see him, which is nice. So yeah, it was very. I, I just, I just thought it was excellent. I mean, I get some of your points. Like I get, like I said, the thing, the one thing that bothered me, but all around, I thought it was really action packed. It was kind of crazy. I just I liked the, I, more was the more the character dialogue that I liked than even the oh re- and really stuff. smart dialogue yeah. and um, I like Star Lord's all is Footloose still the best movie ever and Spider Man's all it never was <laughs> <laughs> and Star Lord's all butthurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah no and so uh, so I mean so you said you were giving it a nine out of ten I was it was for me it was gonna be a ten out of ten but the whole Death's not mean anything to me. I mean, other than Loki, I think like Loki's dead. I think um, what's his Hemdall, the guy that you what, used to yeah you know, yeah the Bifrost guy. I think those guys are like dead, but I think they can probably who knows maybe they can even wind it further than that. But I th- and Gamora may be dead because she was or she's in the Soul Stone. That's one of the theories. Yeah, those, that's the, the whole thing. Stone, yeah, yeah, the Soul Stone thing. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm gonna. So I think a lot of people are gonna be seeing. It. I think I think Disney's set up for. Oh man, this was only part one of two, and we made two billion on this one. I think we're looking pretty good here, <laughs> right? Oh, you know, uh, and if you notice the way that most of the people that they got rid of, it's kind of bringing you back to the original Avengers cast. So they got rid of most of like the newer characters. Oh, all it, you're left with core Avengers, yeah. But you're it. gonna, but then you're gonna have um, Hawkeye will be in it apparently, and Ant Man and Wasp. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. And, which is which, which is and, weird and, for me. And, and, the, trying, and the Marvel wondering, Lady. You know? I'm wondering what's going on with 
Ant-Man and Wasp, like, what time does that mo- this movie take place? Now, it's supposed to be taking place... Oh, at shit, the same I time? actually have a list of things I wrote down. Because Ant-Man is, Ant-Man is like, supposedly on... They mentioned in Avengers that he, him and Hawkeye are on house arrest. So that's why they're not involved in the movie. And, and Ant-Man opens up with him being on house arrest in the trailers. Like, he's, like, all, you know, sitting at home, just chilling. But the trip... But the trailers for that are looking really good. I'm loving. I, I love that side character Michael Pereira plays. Remember the the guy's all, oh my cousin's uncle overheard somebody say this about this. Yeah, that oh, guy yeah. he's hilarious, and so I can't good. wait to see the next film. He's all, remember when we arrest when we tried to rob you in the last movie? <laughs> so I think you know as I'm walking out of the theater, yeah. like usually at a Marvel movie, yeah. At the end, there's like this. Yeah, oh my yeah. gosh! It's, at the end, it's like Schindler's List in there. <laughs> Seriously, it well, is. I think so many people were shocked. A lot I, of people were expecting Iron Man to die or or um, Captain America. There were so many rumors that Captain America was going to die and Bucky would take his place or mm. Falcon would take his place because that's stuff like that's happened in the comics. And okay. no, they killed off all those other guys. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I would give I would give it a. There's a solid eight out of ten for sure. Very good. Very good. Eight. An eight out of eight out of ten for a Russell that's not a romantic comedy. That's it's right. High, high praise. <laughs> it, you, you, it's got to do a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I did have this. I made this list. I was watching right. one of these movies, and this was the uh, list of movies coming up. Okay. Now this may be old. I think this was from maybe February of this year. Okay. So we can so, run anyway. through it quickly. So Ant Man and the Wasp. Yes. Which have you have you the, supposed to be pre Infinity War with Angelina Lily? The, the recent be, trailers for that have looked. So, I mean, the first one was good. It was funny. But this one looks more action-packed than the original one was. It, lo- it looked good. Yeah, I've the, seen the, the recent trailers. And, the tra- and it's really funny, too. Like, some of the lines in there, he's like, oh, first we need to have a plan. <laughs> I think Paul Rudd's great. I love Paul Rudd. So. Paul Rudd. I mean, really. I've seen a bunch of... He's been in a bunch of bad movies, but he's like... He's he's good. And he's funny. Good looking, too. That guy. He's, he's, he's you handsome said man. You saw him in person. He's a handsome man. Uh, so, Captain Marvel, we already got the preview of that. Yeah. The uh, full peak of that yeah. at the end of uh, Infinity War. And then, obviously, you have the Infinity War sequel. Yeah. Then there's a Spider-Man sequel. Yes. And that's supposed to be after Infinity War. Obviously. So, it has to be, I think, yeah. because he's gone. Yeah. Also, by, by the way, in one of the sad... Because I, that was the other thing. Because of his Spidey sense, yeah. one of the saddest... Oh, yeah. Diso- ...dissolving of any of them. Because he, he knows, like... What's happening? He yeah. knows it's going to happen, and he's like, he's like all scared. Now the other ones don't even know it's going to happen. They're just yeah. like, oh, they're gone. Yeah, but, but he he's knew. already seen several other people. Oh my gosh! But he felt it coming, yeah. and that was that was. They really did sad, such man. a good job of casting him. He's by far the best Spider-Man of the people they've had. As absolutely, Spider-Man absolutely, he's really good. Yeah, because he can play both Peter Parker and Spider-Man well. Uh, oh, so we're using our uh, our fake names. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> hi, I'm Doctor Strange. Oh, oh, so we're, we're using, using our fake names. names. <laughs> <laughs> That's another good line. That's a great line. Okay, so we got Spider-Man sequel. You got the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yeah. Um, supposedly more Gamora, less Star Lord. That's what I heard. That's what it said on the thing. Even though she's dead. Well, that's the deal. I don't know. Hmm. That's. I just to can't be... imagine them killing off Star Lord. Right. I don't know, I understand. I understand that. And there's actually there's already said there's going to be an Ant-Man three. There is. That's what the, that's that was the word. Mm, I don't know about that mm, this one. This was thing because Ant Man was a le- is kind of like a lesser movie than I don't know. I I, I, I think that I think they'd be more rushing into production on a Black Panther sequel compared to Ant Man. Well, let me go. This is so I don't know what this was. You know, this is the okay. This is some. This is a guy's list. 
Some guy's list. This very reputable source. Some from, guy's it was, list. It was from a Looper video. Okay, there you, you go. You know Looper? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I don't know that they're most reputable, no. but, you know, enjoy, rumored. enjoyable we'll put videos. it. We'll put it in the rumored category, rumored. Other, other than the fact that we know that Ant-Man and Wasp and Next Infinity War and Marvel are coming out. Yes. Captain Marvel. So, uh, so Ant-Man 3's the Black Widow movie. Oh, yes. We have heard that she's yes. getting a film. Doctor Doom. This was hinted at. At Comic Con in 2017. Supposedly. Yes, but that's more under. Um, that's the Sony. Like it's not. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not, not officially part of the MCU kind of thing. It's like it's how a, Venom. It's a Venom movie coming yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. Sony's just kind of like putting stuff out to keep the license. It seems like right. <laughs> um, Silver and Black, Silver Sable and Black Hat. Are you familiar with that? I don't know. I never I, heard of that one. That's one of those. I barely characters. heard of them. It's kind of like before Guardians of the Galaxy came out. I had no clue what that was. I'm like, oh. There's a raccoon and a talking tree, and I don't know about this movie. And then I saw a sneak peek at Disneyland, and I was like, oh, damn, that looks good. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Um, uh, Laura. Laura. Laura, if you remember, the, Logan's daughter. Probably uh, not Probably not a Marvel uh, or, you know, Disney one. Probably, yeah. It's also going to be a... That's, a, that's Sony, Sony also. also. Oh. Or no, Fox. Fox owns, um, Fox owns X-Men. It? X-Men, okay. And with, Disney's trying to buy Fox, but now Comcast is trying to outbid them. Mm. So it's not a done deal yet. They were like salivating and thinking, oh, we're going to have the X-Men now. And a lot of people were assuming, because they also own Fantastic, Fantastic Four, people were thinking, oh, maybe at the very end scene, he's going to send a message to, you know, like a, a four. There was going to be a four on it. Oh, okay. But instead, it was uh, Captain Marvel because they haven't gotten the rights yet. Because they've done several Fantastic Four movies and all of them have been like, they just haven't gotten, they, they nobody's gotten really it right. Bad. They've been really bad. But I would trust um, Disney Marvel to get it right as opposed to, you know, Fox. Right. Uh, you got X-Men Dark Phoenix. Yes, that one's actually been um, kicked back. It was supposed to come out this year and it got bumped. And right. maybe that part of that was because of the pending merger. I don't know. Hmm. Multiple Man. Multiple man, and then the, was that he hinted at James Franco. Uh, I thought maybe it was a sequel to the Michael Keaton movie M- Multiplicity. You ever see that one? Multiplicity, yeah, where he makes clones of himself, and each, each clone was progressively dumber. Yeah, to get, to get the, the one, the recent one, the most recent one, was running into walls. Yeah, and, uh, I like that movie. It was good. No, this was a hint. There was in the uh, the guy was in one of the. Uh, it was Deadpool, he, okay. he, or when he was like he just he made multiples of them. So. Okay. I don't know. Well, they've done that before, like X Men characters that have been able to do that, or on Agents of Shield. Remember that was the one character that had like could split into like th- four different versions, right? Yeah, it was part of that like you know mystic uh, group of uh, Inhumans. Yep, uh, Gambit movie with Channing Tatum supposedly. Yeah, that's been like talked about for a long time and never happened. Venom. Well, I saw the trailer recently. Out. It's coming out. That sounds... And that's a weird one to me because Venom's basically a Spider-Man villain, as far as I know. All, I, all I've ever seen him is when you know being a Spider-Man villain. It's misunderstood. And even in the thing, it's called an anti-hero. It says on the trailer, he's right? The anti-hero because he's basically battling the demon. He's all okay. If we're going to do this, we're only going to kill bad people. And it's all, and the voice goes, "We'll see about that," or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> right, but you know, usually. Like that whole trailer. I watched the whole trailer. Yeah. And you see, you know, the Tom Hardy character. Yeah. And he's, he's you know, things are coming out of him, yeah. you know, and, stuff. and then all of a sudden at the end, finally you see Venom. Yeah. It's very cool. You know, my, there's, my, there's my, a lot my, of him. Like, he's not all that. Yeah, that for me, Venom it's, it's, it's kind of like how I feel about Pixar films, Pixar animated films versus DreamWorks films. It's like when you, when I see the name Pixar on there, I'm like, okay, nine times out of 10, this is going to be really good. And I see DreamWorks, I'm all, 
mm, four times out of ten, this might be good. <laughs> right. So I feel that way, but like now I fully trust. I fully trust the MCU movies that are under the Disney banner, and even Spider Man was great because now they've like you know kind of made deals where okay, we'll let Spider Man be in your movie, but you can let Iron Man be in our movie, kind of thing. So I trust um, you know what they're doing with Spider Man now because I think D- Disney and Marvel has more input. Yeah. But these things like, you know, a Doctor Doom movie or Venom, it's kind of like, yeah, I'll see it, but I'm not going to say, oh, it's going to be great off the bat without, you know, having seen it. Because it's kind of its own thing off to the side. New Mutants. New Mutants. Look like As a compared thing. to the old mutants. Right. This is, you know, it's the grittier, yeah. grittier mutants. Now, did you see mutants. Logan? Yes, absolutely. You, what do you think of Logan? I loved it. I was bored... Out of my gourd. I was like, I mean, there were some good parts in it, but I was just like, it's, it almost felt like, okay, well, you basically, all the X-Men we've watched for all these movies are pretty much all dead, except for going senile um, Professor Sorry. X yeah. and uh, bus driver, limo driver Logan. Trying to drink himself to death. Trying to drink himself to death. And, and now these these band of kids. I, I just, I... Uh, you know what? There were it, good parts to it, but I was like really bored. I was like uh, waiting for something amazing to happen, and like something amazing happened, and then it went back to being a road picture. Well, it was. You know what? I enjoyed the, I was, gr- the grittiness of it and the the look. But I, just, I was also pissed. Like, you don't go and have dinner and spend the night at that family's house. You know they're going to be murdered. You, you have people following you. Like, why would they put those that innocent family at risk? That pissed me off because they all got murdered. <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, yeah, we're the mutants on the run. Let's go stay with this family. No one's going to come and murder them all. I, I, that bugged me, too. So okay. so I, I was upset about that. And, and the weird thing is, they're, they're the rumor right now for a Boba Fett movie is by the guy who did Logan. Oh. So you'll be happy to hear that. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of like, oh, I better not be like Logan. Oh, just, you know, the, just the greediness and the yeah. rumor. It was just seemed more, you know, real. Yeah. Real X-Men. Yeah, real X-Men speaking with, of, with all the X-Men being dead. Speaking of, it's right. So then, yeah, that, actually, we already know this one, Deadpool 2, because it's already yeah. out. And the last one on the list was uh, X-Force, which, which is, is the more more, more, more brutal Deadpool. more brutal X-Men yeah. you know, but run, run De- by Deadpool. But most of the characters that are in um, the Deadpool 2 are part of X-Force. So they right, right. basically yeah. set up a, a, the next a one. team. Yeah. yeah. So... Anyway, I, I wrote those down as I was watching that video because I thought, oh, that's interesting. Because I never even heard of a lot of these movies. Yeah. And isn't it weird to think that, like, back in the day, there was, like, a Superman movie. And then there would be, like, another Superman movie. And then there was no comic book movies because comic book movies were just, like, stupid. And Marvel was Childlike. Going, Mar- Marvel Comics was going out of business. And they basically sold off their properties to... That's why there's so many different studios own different films. Because Marvel was basically going bankrupt and... Was say, oh, here for a million dollars, you can have the rights to do Fantastic Four, and you can have the rights to do this. And so when the MCU started, they didn't have, like, the main characters from Marvel, like the X-Men or, you know, the Fantastic Four. These characters that, you know, are more well-known. They had, like, Iron Man and Thor, and, and somehow they and they turned those guys into, like, mega franchises. Like Thor. Yeah. Like, uh, Norse God yeah. of, of Thunder. Yeah. And all of a sudden they made him into... Well, he was there. Was a comic book line, but like these, like Guardians of the Galaxy was like a B or C level comic book. Like most people don't even know know about. No, it. I'd never heard of it. But now they've turned those people into like massive franchises, and DC can't get its ass together to make a decent movie. 
I mean, Wonder Man Woman was good, but other than that, they've they've kind of screwed the poos so far. I saw Justice League recently too. And, mm, uh, I saw Justice League. Yeah. Mm. I, I think there was too much um, Zack Schneider left over and not enough Whedon. <laughs> I think Whedon came in too late to try to fix it. And there was a couple elements where you could hear the banter that was like, oh, that's Whedon. Like, you know, when Aquaman and them were bantering and like... Sure, a, you're, oh, you're, yeah, yeah. So you're, okay, that's Whedon. But then others, it just was, it was too close to uh, Batman versus Superman for me. And, then the, and the whole Superman comes back and he's mad and he's trying to fight them. They just wanted to see if they could get him into a fight again. Like, I'm just like, and then Superman's off sitting in a cornfield while everyone else is, like, trying to battle at the end. He's sitting there in a cornfield making out. Like, get your ass into gear, dude. Keep in the fight. Yeah. So, anyway. I digress. Yes. So, I, actually, before we go on to the next movie, I, I did want to get your opinion uh-huh. on a post. On a post. John Lasseter Pixar. Oh, uh. John Lasseter, he's gotten caught up in this sell Me Too thing. Oh, he's a, he's a he, victim of the Me Too movement. And, and now, you know, he, uh, you know, he made somebody feel uncomfortable. Well, and, now, and now he's being forced out of his own company. Basically, it's the whole, okay, there's, there's, le- there's got to be different levels, people. There's Harvey Weinstein, who's jerking off into plants and showing up in a bathrobe for, like, you know, casting meetings. The typical casting couch that you would see in a porno movie. Right. This disgusting fat beast guy with all this power was doing. And, you know, raping women and all this stuff. Harvey Weinstein. And then John Lasseter gives too many hugs. (laughs) You see things of him like him hugging his employees. He hugs the male employees. He hugs the female employees. A couple people felt uncomfortable now because of the Me Too movement. He had to take a six-month sabbatical, basically hoping that the dust would settle. And now he's basically going to be permanently leaving and being a consultant. So, in other words, they're still going to use him. But not technically as, you know, the position he was. And right. I think it's a tragedy because, like, for me, John Lasseter was, like, a creative on the level of, like, Lucas and Disney with what he put together for, with Pixar. And, and and when he came, when Disney bought Pixar, he came on board as, you know, not, not only head of animation and all this other stuff, but also, like, over the parks and the rides. And, like, he's, like, was high up there, man. Like, and this is a guy with vision. This is a guy who came up with all these high concept movies, like... Toy Story and Bugs Life and, you know, all these great films. I think it's a tragedy. I think he's he's one of those people I think that is like a kid at heart. And, you know, he gave too many hugs. I mean, come on, people. I know. It, it is one of the sadder things I've heard yeah. this year. Like, of all the people that have been caught up in this thing. Well, it even bugs me with the Mor- Morgan Freeman stuff lately. Like Morgan it, Freeman? I haven't heard that one. Yeah, oh, no. So well, that was the latest one a couple weeks ago. Was And now more Morgan Freeman, like, uh, you know... He made some inappropriate comments during interviews and, uh, you know, would just like say like, you know, some, you know, goofy stuff or whatever. And it's like I could go through and if I looked at every interview an actor did, you know, those sets when they're on like the Access Hollywood and they're doing a movie and the, the host of Access Hollywood kind of flirt with the cute actors sometimes. Right, exactly. The stuff that they're reporting on Morgan Freeman is kind of like this. So the thing started with the CNN reporter who says that he like, you know, said something inappropriate to her. And she was the one who did the story on him. You can't have the person who's making a claim against you then do the story and getting six other people to say, oh, well, he made me feel uncomfortable in an interview. But at least Morgan Freeman was, like, fighting back, and he's actually suing CNN now over this. He's saying, you know, suing him for libel and, you know, defamation and everything. Oh, so good. It's nice to see somebody actually standing up. And, and, again, it's one of those things where, like, you can't come out now and go back in time to 20 years ago when, like, some little comment... 
like, hey, Missy, or oh, you look good today, darling, you know, was okay 20 years ago. And now prosecute for somebody because nowadays that's not acceptable. And that's kind of what they're trying to do to some of these people. They're going back in time. If you have somebody who's actually sexually harassed people, like the Matt Lauer locking people in a room with a secret button stuff, or, you know, Harvey Weinstein or... Kevin Spacey, these kind of cases, yes, prosecute these people, come out against it. But you can't have someone, oh, well, you know, he said something I just didn't take right. And now the guy gets like, oh, well, his name's on a hashtag on Inst- on uh, Twitter, so his career's over. He's done. He can't do- No more voice done. of God for Morgan Freeman. <laughs> no, no, it's sad. And I just think that it's, it's going to be one of those uh, things that we're, we're not going to get the next great yeah. animated movie yeah. from John Lasseter because yeah. he, he's... Because he gave too many hugs. Yeah. He was and too friendly. And that's, and that's sad. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm emotional about that. Again, yeah. if he had done something horrible, like, you know, got some girl to sleep with him to keep her job, then I would be, you know, get rid of him. But when you're saying, oh, he made me feel uncomfortable because he hugs all his employees, then say, oh, hey, you know, I don't want to be hugged, you know. And then problem yeah. solved. Yeah, <laughs> that made me uncomfortable. I don't think he should lose his career over it. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. exactly. So anyway, back to our handsome man uh, Thor here. So, oh my he gosh, was, Thor was pretty much like the MVP of uh, Guardian. I mean, of uh, uh, Infinity War. Yeah, you know, he the, pretty well, much took Thanos out, but then Thanos was able to. You know, you know I was thinking you should have gone for the head. Yeah, should have go for. Should have gone for the or head. Or chop his arm off. Chop his arm. <laughs> chop his arm with the the magical glove off. <laughs> And then he can't use the gloves. Yeah, and you know what the whole, the whole Stormbreaker, yeah. like forged in the heart of a new one, forged in the heart of the star, like yeah. that whole thing. And I don't know about that. Well, it was kind of corny, but I mean, if if you buy some of the corny. stuff from from Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor Ragnarok, I mean, like you know, a pl- a, a battle planet with a, you know. Jeff Goldblum is the giant, is the ruler, you know, a trash planet or whatever. It's like giant dwarfs. Yeah, it's just weird how it's gone from just being a simple like Iron Man movie making like a rocket pack to this whole universe of craziness. And you've got the outer space stuff. You've got the Doctor Strange, you know, time warping multiple Mystic dimension stuff, yeah. stuff. It's crazy how much it's opened up now. But speaking of Thor, speaking of Thor. We watched the movie, and you just rewatched it recently. Yeah, right? I just watched it again the other night. <clears throat> I literally watched it last night. Yeah, I, I came home I'm like, okay, I got to watch this. And actually, it was on Netflix now. It wasn't on, so I had to rent it on. Oh, like, okay. by the way, Fandango now, nice, nice service. Mm. I just want, I just want to throw it out there. Um, yeah, tonight uh, is also sponsored by Fizz and Company Seltzers, <laughs> which I will be trying one for. Oh, there you go. Oh, it's a nice. Fist. That was like my favorite. Um, is, one of my favorite. It is sounds. not ice cold. I apologize. For oh, that's okay. I, I have a little bit there. of ice and a little <clears throat> bit of. But um, so the cabin in the woods. Yes. Um, I had zero idea what this movie was about. I kind of knew it was kind of a, you know, mechanical house, fun house of sorts. Yeah. And but I didn't quite understand what was going on. Um, right away, like the, I think one there's of the, 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 they established the characters, yeah. the, the goof. Uh, the studious lad, the you know the slut, yeah. uh, the jock, and you know they got all their characters in there. Yeah, and, th- and then the, and, and, and the virgin. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing though was, you almost would expect. I mean, after seeing the movie, to think that they would have waited longer to tell to give you as much information as they did about what was going on, because right from the get go, you find out okay, this is not 
just the horror movie that I thought it was going to be. Right. They're they're, they're riding and the, the guy says oh, they're on their way. They're, yeah. You know, they've and then they they get to the the guy at the gas station. Yeah. And it he, gives them the the, the warning. The like warning. Yeah. Movie. Exactly. The hillbilly gas <laughs> gas owner saying, "Oh, you kids better not be going up there. Yeah, better get, wa- better get watch yourself. Got, yeah. got enough gas to get there." Yeah. Nothing down to get back. And then you know, as they're driving through this uh. tunnel, there's this. Force field? What is yeah. that? I don't even know what that like, what that is. Well, it's the special dome area. or something yeah. like that. It's you like know? A, it's like the special controlled government area where this takes place. So let me let me try let me try to nutshell this. <laughs> oh, I'm this, in a nutshell. I mean, oh, oh, what a oh, bloody nutshell! Oh, there's nuts around me. <laughs> I'm, I'm inside. It's very hot. It's hot. No, so this is a world where dark powers exist. There, you know. Say gods of old titans even existed, exist currently exist, and they must be appeased with the blood sacrifice, annual blood sacrifice, annual. And this done by these these people. They find this group, these groups of kids, and they said they send them and they put them in this scenario. Yeah. And they're just done all around the world. There's like teams like from different countries. Right, yeah. All around these different countries. Uh, they, they, there's there's one, the Japan one was a bunch of little girls and there was like kind of a, a hole. Yeah. The hole, was that the name of the movie? It was the area, the circle, the oh, ring, the, the ring, ring, yeah. the ring, Some you know, creature, the, yeah. yeah, the creature. And then they had, <laughs> the, the, all these, all these, these uh, sacrifices fail yeah. because they beat the scenario yeah, or, the scenario yeah. the and so well but, but the one thing they explained was kind of like they have to do it of their own free will they have to like right they have to go so they they just give them the opportunity they flop open a yeah a door they, to he, uh, the one guy mentions that bradley whitford who was on um like the west wing and stuff. oh yeah, and, yeah yeah and right. he basically mentions like you know well we basically try to rig the game as much as we can but it has to be like their choice they have to, to choose yeah and, they, and this is the thing they choose the vehicle of their demise yeah and this particular group Picked the uh, the Burkettes or the Bur- whatever it was. It was the group of it was the hillbilly zombies or hill- something. Family of hillbillies, uh, killer zombies. So anyway, this is where this this is where I, I love this movie because I knew going in that it was, that Whedon was involved. So I knew that there was going to be this t- weird twisted humor, and I almost felt like it was like almost like a a weird extension of like the Buffy universe, you know, where like you know you've got demons and all these weird things. Right. So it had those kind of elements. So the movie for me starts out, it's like, okay, they're going to the cabin in the woods, which is a, obviously a reference to like Evil Dead. You know, Evil Dead is the, the original like cabin in the woods movie where you go to the cabin and, you know, all hell breaks loose. Right. You know, and it's so, you know, you have tons of horror movies where it basically plays on the stereotypes, like you said. But the weird twist was that these people weren't actually the stereotypes they were playing. They'd used like pheromones and other things to get them into those characters. Like the Jock Thor character was actually like a, if you see at the beginning of the movie, he's talking about some like science book and like he goes, Oh, it's a much better book as Dr. What's in spaces. Oh yeah, exactly. So he's not like a dumb, you know, jock, you know, guy on the slutty cheerleader in real life. That's just where they've kind of like, you know, rigged the game for him to be this character for this sacrifice. Right. So it's kind of interesting in that way. Like the one girl's not slutty. She just dyed her hair blonde and the hair dye supposedly was like changing up the inside where she's taking her top off and trying to make out with them and stuff. Right. And making out with the, um, the wolf wolf. on the wall. Oh my gosh. The wolf on the wall. Yeah. That girl's, that's going to, she'll go down history for that scene. Just like, Oh, that'll be, Oh yeah. I saw this girl in the cabin in the woods. She was making out with a wolf. Yeah. A wolf wolf head. A wolf head. 
so yeah, this was this basically kind of like a fun house. So yeah, they could choose any number of creatures. Yeah. that would have killed them. Yeah, so they're in, the- and, and so Bradley Whitford he keeps talking about. Wouldn't it be better if this was a, a merman? Oh, that's that, that was the thing. No, that the, was like the the people. So, so they have the characters going through the actual scenario, and then there's always people in this underground secret government place, and like the different departments, like the engineering department, had bet that it would be you know vampires, and the other guy has always wanted to see a merman or something. Right. And so, like, they were they have like a betting pool going on on which thing they're going to select. So when they go into the basement, they go into the creaky old dark basement, and they're looking at stuff. There's all these items. You see something that looks like a Hellraiser, um, like a ball or, ball or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you see something else that's like a ballerina um, thing. And they're all, somebody's about to put on a cursed necklace. And so they're all like about to put on the one thing that's going to pick what story it is. And then the girl picks up this book. And starts reading. And starts reading. And mm-hmm. they all stop doing what they're doing and listen to what she did. So that's, they selected that. So the, you know, the money changes hands underneath. And right. So the maintenance department this, wins. Yeah. The and, department one and the uh, the intern, I think it was, yeah. or whatever it was. <laughs> so yeah, who so, was from Buffy? He was one of the remember the three nerds that turned into villains on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was one of those guys. It's been a long time. I don't think okay. I paid that much attention. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so then they start dying. Yeah, and uh, what I really appreciated is the cutaway. Uh huh. There was never a point where there was you know when. When the uh, when the cheerleader yeah. slut gets killed for the you know the first one that goes yeah. down, it's a, there's a giant saw blade. Yeah, cut away. We don't get to we don't have to see it. Yeah, you know, we get to see her head roll on the ground yeah. later on, but we don't have to see the. And we don't get I, the gratuitous kills like and, and uh, I, and, Jason and Freddy. Stuff. Right, right. And I appreciated that a lot. That one, that one was like okay. I don't feel as I don't. I I really didn't just. Ooh, not a sometimes, fan. Sometimes. <laughs> Sorry, Fizz and Company. Sorry, Fizz and Company will no longer be the sponsor of the <laughs> Super Fantastic <laughs> Terrific Show, for Brad at least. Oh my gosh, really? Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. just a little odd. Mm, okay. Uh, so, uh, and then they started, uh, every time that somebody dies, they, yeah. pull, they pull a switch, more blood goes into, you know, yeah. something happens. And this, they have to get down to the end. They have to sacrifice four. Yeah, and of was. course the virgin will probably and the be last. The virgin like has to be the last movie. one. Yeah. And it, she either need, can die or not. That, that part doesn't matter. But uh-huh. everybody else has to die. Yeah. And uh, lo and behold, you know, they think that everybody's dead except for the virgin. So they're all like high-fiving each other. We're yeah. done for the year. And then shit starts going awry. Yeah. And like, why Why did that happen? Well, it came from above. And it's uh-huh. like, what? From above? The stoner. Yes. The, the loser. He apparently is immune to all their little smoke things. Because of the... Because he's been smoking so much well, weed. Well, that was the thing I thought was hilarious. Because, like, the stoner, like, starts picking up that something's odd about this in the first place. Like... Right. He, find, he, he finds the uh, camera. He this giant the telescope thing. Like, a telescope pot smoking Bong. thing. Oh, my God. Bong. Oh. That, he, that could turn into, like, a thermos. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, he starts picking up like really early on that like something's wrong, something's off. What's wrong with this place? Yeah, it's why is she acting like that? That's not the way she what, normally acts. What does your acts. cousin do? Why yeah. is why does he have this place? Yeah. He starts asking all these questions. Yeah, he's like questioning it from the beginning. Like he said, in the, in the the fact that he's stoned, so stoned, like nothing's affecting him the way it's supposed to. So he's like more self aware, I guess. Yeah, in the well, scenario, and, and you expect you know Chris Hemsworth to be the hero because yeah. you know it's Chris Hemsworth. Yes, but of course this was made I think before he was like. Well known, or like right on the verge of him being Thor. Or, right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think it was before that. But you know, he. Um, but he's he, like he has, a, he has up like the second to die, or third to the second, yeah. or third to die. Yeah. 
Second to die. And, and, you, and you know, die spectacularly. And you're yeah. like, oh, well, he's not coming back. Oh, is it, did, I can't. Because I fell asleep when I was trying to rewatch it again. Wasn't he like the one that tried to jump the? He tried to jump the gorge because the. Uh, <laughs> and he ran into the wall because he ran into the barrier, the uh, whatever that barrier that was. That was classic. I love that. <laughs> he just like just falls down, to, you know, a, a thousand feet into yeah. this, this chasm. Yeah, and you're like, oh, he might be okay. Oh no, no, not no, now. no, no, he's, <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> um, and then the smart guy gets it. Yeah, and then uh, finally you're thinking like, oh, that's it, and they're, they're like, that's when they start getting like all. Oh, Joyous. Yeah. And then the stoner comes back. Yeah. He did not get killed. Yep. And uh, he, he's figured out. He's found the pan- access panel. He's, he's screwing around with the, uh, the house. Yeah. The, uh, the cabin in the woods. And they get down and they're, they actually go down into, like, they see, you see all the, the creatures, all, yeah, all the creatures that they could have picked And that was the great from. thing. All the things they could have picked from are like, basically all these creatures are like in these cases or boxes waiting to be released depending on if their scenario is picked so it's kind of like all hell gets loose because the doors are let open (laughs) right and that was just amazing yeah they they finally get down and they they get to this room uh where they can basically release everybody all all these creatures and they basically had like every horror movie like creature like a version of it like a crazy there, clown there was like a pinhead type hellraiser type character there was a head with the, with, the, with the saw blades in the head yeah so there were like you know parodies of all these you know right. classic there's like, like a ghost i said the clown yeah. like like you know the uh pennywise type yeah. clown there's a uh, a werewolf dragons like all dra- sorts of yeah crazy stuff. giant snakes <laughs> and like every anything you think of is in this yeah Basically, then these things then exist yeah. in this world, yeah. as well as these titans. Yeah. And so, um, it comes down to the end. And Sigourney Weaver shows up inexplicably. <laughs> like, yeah. I think she got top billing at the end too. I'm like, what the fuck? Why did Sigourney Weaver in yeah. her one scene, you know, a dozen lines get the uh, get the top billing? But okay. Oh, <laughs> so uh, it tastes like a five year old. Pumpkin pie. <laughs> to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and there's no sugar. Yeah. That's the problem. It's the essence. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, anyway, so um so we're so so we're we're now in this world where Sigoni Weaver is she's trying to explain like you have to die. Yeah. Or everybody else on the in the world will die. Yeah. And so the virgin hears this and goes, Well shit, I don't want to die. Yeah. Turns the gun on the uh, the stoner, <laughs> and then the werewolf yeah. takes her out. Uh-huh. Sigourney Weaver is then taken out, <laughs> and then they're left at there at the end of the, at the end with the, everything uh, with the whole earth shaking. The whole earth shaking, and they're like you know, something's well, about to be unleashed. Yeah, and then you see the big giant uh, hand comes out of the ground, yeah. out of the out of the cabin in the woods. And basically, the world ends in this. In and this I think world. that's why I said we didn't want to tell you anything about it beforehand because we didn't. We wanted you to go in since you didn't weren't aware of it and you hadn't seen trailers. We wanted you to go in like completely cold to where you're just starting to expect like, oh, maybe this is just like a regular horror movie. And then it's like, no, it's something completely different. It's like a, it's 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 like a movie that has fun with and plays with the stereotypes of mm-hmm. horror movies. Yeah. In a clever and interesting way, while still being, well, I, have know, to kinda... say, I have to say, I really enjoyed it. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, and I, 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 I never see anything like it, which yeah. is which is hard to do nowadays. Oh yeah, everything else is just like, uh, oh, let's reboot, um, you know, Hawaii, uh, Hawaii uh, Magnum PI, and let's reboot this. And see, reboot like that I, and... I, I am in denial see, about that because yeah. I can't imagine 
a Magnum PI. Magnum PI. It's not Tom no, Selleck. No, I no, it's not. It's not going. Oh no, I I mean doesn't exist. It's a Hispanic Magnum PI, and a and Higgins is a hot chick. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just no. gonna I'm just gonna watch my DVD of season one of Magnum PI instead. When and that comes out, I'll just put the DVD in. And the lads will be on a cat, chihuahuas or something, something. Yeah, yeah like it's not. TC, 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 and Rick. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, no. Okay. No. But that's the, like you're saying. Hollywood basically has run out of ideas. I mean, they they basically turn everything that used to be into something now. And so to see a movie that was like, wow, that was unique. That was like original. A cool way to twist around my expectations. Right. That's and so like and that. so yeah. That, I mean, it was it was really good. I yeah. was I was surprised because I like I said not even ever heard of it. Yeah. To really great movie, yeah. you know, you usually don't get that. Yep. We need good job. Like Where's the next one? <laughs> we knew you'd like that one. <laughs> I don't know because sometimes I come up with Raiders of uh, of uh, Atlantis because <laughs> hey, yeah. you know I like some of the so bad it's good things, you know. Right. Exactly. So, and so, but this was I knew you would like it because you like some of the weed and stuff. So you know, I knew you would be into this one. Totally into it. Yeah. No, I enjoyed it. So now for the. $300 million monster in the room. Hmm. The, which, which I'm sure Disney was hoping for, the billion dollar monster. Billion but dollar. It came up a little short. And, so, and you, I'm worried about that because I... Well, let's, I want to hear your thing first because I know Andy liked it because he was texting me and, and I wish Andy was here to talk about it because Andy, you know, was telling me, oh my God, I feel so bad. Like, why'd that mo- why are people talking about it? This movie was kick-ass. And Andy was going on and on about how great it was and I was like, oh... Yeah, I you know I pretty much love it you know and then Russell chimes in with a I will hold my hold my uh, review for the show so me and Andy both predicted well Russell's given it about a five out of ten or a six out of ten here so we want I want to hear you what you have to say before I go on my uh, love fest for the film so you so, didn't like it so uh, box office mojo which tracks the uh, dollars yeah. made the box office. For your movies, and spin out since May twenty fifth. Yep. So less than a less than a month. Yep. Oh, it's been less than a month. May. Yeah, a little bit. It's less than a month. Less than a month. It's been three, like three, a little bit over three weeks. This will be like the fourth week. Right now, it's as of today, as of June eleventh, which is yesterday. Yesterday, hundred seventy eight million five hundred thousand domestic, which puts it at number five for the year. Which, which is comp- not, it's just not a bad. Which is not bad. Three hundred fifteen worldwide. But like I said, the problem is they reshot seventy percent of the movie, so the budget was twice what they were expecting. If they had had the original budget, they would be still making a a decent profit on this, especially considering that you know there'll be DVD and other stuff, you know, other avenues for it to make money beyond the you know the traditional box office. The problem is you're comparing it to the last three Star Wars movies, which all made over you know Force Awakens made two billion. Right. Um, Rogue One made 1.3 billion, and I think like Last Jedi was in the 1.3, 1.4 billion dollar range. Right. So when this movie is squeaking past the 300, you know, million dollar mark worldwide, while all three of the other films made that domestic, that's a problem. <laughs> right. And the fact that the budget was twice as much as it was. So I think Disney. Luckily for Disney, they they also own Marvel and. And Black Panther and Avengers just made $3 billion so they can, like, eat this and still continue to make Star Wars movies with the expectation that maybe maybe this was an anomaly. Um, 
I, you know, there's the big question is why? Why did it do this at the box office? And now you're... I, I, I can tell you why, Brad. Why? I have no idea. Because this was a kick-ass movie. Oh, see? <laughs> Everybody I've talked to has liked it. I was like thinking you were going to trash it. Absolutely not. No, I was thinking like, oh my gosh. And then my, I only have one complaint. Yeah. One line could have made this movie better. A perfect one okay. for me. That line would have been at the end of the movie when he says, hey, I heard about this gangster uh-huh. putting together a crew on Tatooine. Uh-huh. He did say that. What, what do you say we take a look? Before they do that, uh-huh. Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. I get to see more. I get more Han Solo, yeah. more Chewbacca. Well, well, the, the implication, though, is that... This... More Lando. I get to hear about Kira. Yeah. And, and, uh, and see, this huge spoiler day. Yeah. And Darth Maul. Like, this is everything about this movie was kick-ass. I don't understand. Okay, good. I'm glad you liked it because I was worried that you were going to be thrashing this film. Me and Andrew are like, oh, he's going to hold his thoughts. We're like, oh, man. I mean, Russell's going to give it like a four. Because like, we know you. Sometimes you'll, you'll talk about a movie on our podcast and we'll get to the end of it. We're like, oh, it sounded like Russell kind of liked that. And we'll, and we'll go, what do you give it out of uh, ten? And he'll be like, six. <laughs> six? You just like praised the movie. You know, six. No, I, you know me. I'm the hugest Harrison Ford fan in the world. Indiana Jones, Blade Runner, um, Han Solo. Han Solo is my second favorite character after Jack Indiana Ryan. Jones. Yeah, oh, he was Jack Ryan too. He's, yeah. he's Harrison Ford. Some... So my biggest problem going to this movie was going to be like, what if I don't like this dude? Like, what if I go in this film and I'm just like, oh, that's not Harrison Ford. I was going to be like, you know, that could ruin the movie for me. It's like when they first announced it, I was kind of like excited but also nervous at the same time because I'm like, oh, okay, this is my favorite character. What if they screw it up? Right. And apparently from the sound of it, the original directors who had done the Lego movie were apparently screwing it up. And which is why Disney said, okay, we're 70% you, through You this see movie. the dailies of it and they're like, no, this well, is going the, the wrong way. The, the main actor who played Han Solo basically went to the producers and was like, you know, have you looked at this stuff lately? Apparently they were doing like 30 improv takes for each scene, like going way over budget. And like, you know, the, the directors would go sit in the... Um, the Falcon for like three hours, like while everyone was on set and waiting for them to film more scenes while they were just like, it was like they, the guy was saying it was going, there were rumors that it was going to be more like an Ace Ventura, the, the kind of humor that they were going for. Oh wow! And so like Disney was like freaked out, worried. And they're like, okay, let's shit can these dudes, you know, d- uh, what do you call it? When people get divorced and they don't say a reason, uh, irreconcilable differences. basically. Right. And they brought in Ron Howard. Which, oh, I'm all, that's a good idea. You know, He's made a bunch of quality movies. He can make movies through different genres. He's done like Willow and Apollo 13 and a whole bunch of great you know, quality films. So I was like, oh, well, good. That's, they got Ron Howard. But you know, they were already in trouble. They'd already like, you know, filmed 70% of the movie. And so because of that, yeah. you, knew, you knew Clint Howard was going to be in this Oh, movie. yeah. Yeah, that's great. And then all of a sudden you're like all... Oh, yeah, Ron Howard directed this. Yeah. Clint Howard's in a <laughs> Star Wars movie. I, I don't think Clint Howard is in any other movie besides oh, no. movies his brother made. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> he has been in a couple really low-budget horror movies on his own. but Okay, maybe. He always but... gets the free cameo from Ron. And it's right. Yeah. And it, it, I, when he showed up, I'm like, I mean, we remember go, oh, yeah, he took over. Because yeah. I didn't really think, I, you, you know, weren't thinking about I it. I wasn't thinking about it. No, I was just in the movie. But I think a lot of people, because it had been reported that this might be a disaster, that this could be, you know, a disaster because of the fact that they fired the directors partway through. But then, so I'm going to this film going, okay, I'm nervous, 
But once I started seeing the trailers, which came out really late, which could be another issue that, you know, because this film came so close on the heels of Last Jedi and they didn't release a trailer till like a couple months before, where normally a Star Wars movie, they'll have like a teaser like a year before and, a, you know, another trailer like six months before. And this one right. was kind of like, the trailers were like, oh, wow, that looks really good. I was starting to get excited again and going, maybe they're not going to ruin it. Maybe it's, you know, going to be great. This movie for me was like everything I could have ever wanted in a Han Solo movie. It, Within it, the it, first five minutes, I was like already over that it wasn't Harrison Ford. I was like, oh, okay, well, it's not Harrison Ford, but this guy is Han Solo, a young Han Solo. The he, fact that it's ten years earlier makes it acceptable. It's like, you know, he doesn't have to look exactly like Harrison Ford. But he had some of the mannerisms, some of the poses. You know, he wasn't doing like an impression, but he was doing like a, you know, a younger, cockier, you know, a cocky, optimistic version of Han before he gets beat down by the world over the years. And and I just I loved it. I loved everything from meeting Chewie to the Kessel Run. Like every little, Woody was great. Every little, every, like all the details of like his backstory, yeah. how where he grew up, what you know, the, what the Kessel Run was. Like yeah. they never explain it in the movies. Yeah, no. And the other movies. The, this is the ship that did the Kessel Run in twelve parts. Like, you know, when that, we know what that means now. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Exa- yeah. So it's. Well, that's in this way. It was it was it was so amazing, and then the, the characters were good. I mean, Chewie was like you got Chewie new, was new, like a, a real character for the first time. Probably he's always been more just like a you know a the third wheel sidekick, and he had his moments. But just this there, movie, he, he was like an actual like partner. Yeah, and, and the whole where where he starts speaking uh, Wookie. Yeah, you know when they uh, when these well, was throwing the pit. They throw him in the pit, and you're thinking, oh my god, is it going to be a rancor? You know, so what's the beast going to be? What's the beast going to be? And then all of a sudden, you see the shadow of the beast, and you're like, oh, it's Chewie. Who oh, is? Oh, this is so good. <laughs> oh, we haven't fed him for three days. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't fed him for three days, and throw him in with the beast. And you get the whole, uh, you know, pulling his the guy's arms off. Oh yeah, and he saw that's the outfit that would have fit me perfectly. <laughs> Thanks, Chewie. But no, it was it was like I heard several people describe it um, as being like an Indiana Jones type of movie, where it was just like one thing to the next thing, and it's like you know it just kept going. It had like momentum, and you're from one perilous situation to the next. And it, yeah, I just loved it. I think that it was Kasdan wrote it. He wrote Raiders. He wrote oh, Empire. He wrote the first Force Awakens. He was brought in to help because the original writer, you know, got stuck, and they brought him and uh, Abrams him to do it together. But he was originally signed to do this before Lucasfilm even sold um, Star Wars to Disney. He was hired by Lucas to like actually work on this, and then oh. they they put this on the on the back burner so he can come in and help on Force Awakens. So that's why some of the stuff like the dice tied in, where you know in the dice uh, how the dice were in um, Last Jedi, right. And, you know, it was like a big deal and the dice were in this one and like, you know, get handed back and forth for luck or whatever. I don't know. There was just so many great connections and being like a Star Wars nerd fan, like you always say before, like, okay, how the hell do you know what that character's name is? You know? Right. Yeah, exactly. There were references in this movie to like old books from like 1980s. You know the scene where Lando's sitting there going, the Lando Calrissian Chronicles, volume three or whatever. He's like, yes. he's basically doing like a, his journal. Well, he's yes. on the ship. Everyone else is out there trying to do this heist, and Lando's just chilling on the ship doing a journal. Some of the stuff he starts to talk about were from like an old Legends Lando Calrissian series that was released, like you know, after Empire Strikes Back or something. It was a three book series, and he was talking about, you know, oh, the mind sharp of you know Oceon or whatever. That's like referencing that book. So for oh, somebody who's okay. read books or seen. The other movies, there were references to the prequel trilogy, there were references to Clone Wars, there were references to, you know, obviously 
some people are going, why the hell is Maul in this? Isn't he dead? But like, we know that he's still alive in that era because, you know, he had the mechanical legs and he'd been brought back after, you know, the prequel trilogy for, for um, Rebels and Clone Wars. Right. So like, I bet some people were just like, oh, isn't that guy supposed to be dead? <laughs> when does this movie take place? But um, for the fan fans, it was like Easter egg after Easter egg. Did you catch the um, fertility idol in Dry- uh, Dryden Voss's office? From Indiana Jones, from Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, you know, I did not. There's a collection of stuff. There's this, the fertility idol that Indy steals at the beginning of the movie. Oh, the beginning of the movie? There. Oh, my gosh. And right above that is this big, weird crystal skull-looking thing that was a reference to an old Han Solo book. It was on the cover of an old Han Solo book. So look up, now that you've seen the movie, look up, there's like a thing, all the Easter eggs. And it talks about all this stuff like, you know, they're sitting there getting ready to do the job and they're talking about like, couldn't we have gotten Bosk? You know, which was the old lizard guy, bounty hunter from Empire Strikes Back. Or when Lando meets Beckett, he's all, oh, you took care, you killed Aura Singh. You know, I owed her money. She was the um, character from the prequel movie. She was a bounty hunter that had like the bald head with the big knot tail down the back. Okay. Yeah. And she was in also in like a rebel, I mean, a Clone Wars. So like they referenced all this stuff. It was like crazy cool to me. I was just, and it was just exciting. It was what you, I totally can imagine this being Han's story, you know? Because he even the even the line where he makes it's the the play on the uh, I have a bad feeling about this. He I says I have a good feeling about this because he's still like optimistic and cocky and he's flying a ship for the first time, so he has a good feeling about it. And then obviously after ten years of shit storms, you know, working for Jabba and you know getting chased by Imperials, he has a bad feeling about things by the time he gets to Star Wars. Or there's even a line where um right after one of the funny things I'm just rambling, but yeah, um. Yeah. It's a problem when I talk Star Wars is I cannot. <laughs> it's not like we can follow the film from beginning to end. It's just whatever comes to your brain. Um, people were complaining at the beginning, like, why does the Falcon look so clean and nice? And, you know, Han must have really treated it bad over 10 years. No, it was just one, one, one castle run. One castle, the castle run. A fire on the inside of the <laughs> ship, and he tore up pretty much the entire outside. <laughs> There's that part where they first land on that planet, and, like, Lando's looking back, and he just goes, I hate you. And the Han goes, I know. <laughs> That was classic. <laughs> I also mean that was that kind of the the, the from lay the uh, layout. Oh, yeah, that's I what love I'm you. It was that. It I was know. that. It yeah, was to- exactly. It was totally a play on that. So yeah. it was great. And you know that, like, like I said, unfortunately, I'm worried now that you know after watching this movie, I'm like, okay, when do I get my Lando movie? And after I'm like, oh, more sign me up for more. I would watch. I would watch a Han Solo movie every two years or every three years. If you did one every three years, I would. I watch. I'd watch five of these. Oh, absolutely. I think- but now <clears throat> it may never happen. Yeah. It just didn't do good enough. And it could be a backlash from all the people that didn't like how la- what happened in Last Jedi. That's one of the theories is that a lot of it's like a backlash from the people that were upset with what they did with like Luke's character. And I mean, I'm sorry, just because Luke just dissolved? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I like the stuff. I mean, a lot of people were just upset from the very beginning that Luke was like a hermit and that he left. And, you know, he's tossing the lightsaber over his shoulder. Because like, everybody kind of has their own envision of what they expected Luke to be. Especially if you'd read all the books and knew, you know, all the stuff about Luke. It's kind of like, it's hard at first to go, okay, well, why is he just, you know, it's better off if I just go live on a planet by myself and milk some sea cows, you know. So I think a lot of people were pissed about about Last Jedi, and that could be part of it. And they're saying maybe the marketing, I don't know, maybe releasing it in May is a bad idea. Because you released this movie right on the heels of Avengers, which was a juggernaut. Right. They actually moved Avengers up a week probably to give it more space, but Avengers just destroyed the box office. And then Deadpool, which is, you know, an R-rated big hit from the year before, you know, two years ago, you know, has a sequel that came out a week before it. And I think what you had is a lot of, like, maybe family people would go to see Han Solo. 
But I think a lot of like the more teenagers, the more hip crowd, you know, younger than us, are probably would rather go see Deadpool than than Solo. I yeah. think that could be the well, problem. If you look at in our house, yeah, like you said, the, uh, the, the, the teenagers went and saw Solo. Yeah, my twenty year old, yeah, almost twenty year old, he went and saw Deadpool. Yeah, that was his that was his yeah. movie, not yeah. not Solo. Yeah, yeah. But I think so many people are missing out. I think this is going to become one of those films where like. Later on, it gets like much more appreciated because like everyone that I've talked to, every podcast that I've heard, is nothing but like, oh, I love this film. Where some of the more recent Star Wars movies, I've heard mixed reactions. Like Last Jedi was like half the people hated it, half the people loved it, half the people were like, eh, it was pretty good, but not that not as good as the other ones. This one, first viewing, I'm like, oh, this is my favorite of the Disney era. Wow, I would rank this at the top of the the four films that have come out just because it's my favorite character. I felt like they did it justice, and it was like. So many great things. The card games. It was. It's basically, if you think of it, it's like a western in space, because you've got like the you know the gun showdown type things. Oh, the origin of his pistol. And yeah, and hand shot first. Oh my gosh! They they solved the puzzle. They're like he's talking, talking, bam. Well, because hand knows that that he's a better like quick draw than him. Hand's seen him do the twirling guns and wants to learn how he did that. So hand knows that like the second that Becca goes, you know, to like uns- that he can't beat this guy. So he shoots him first. <laughs> he's right in the middle of his speech, and he, and he goes over to Woody, and he's Woody's basically like, or Beckett is basically like, "Oh, I would have killed you. You did the right thing, kid." <laughs> so that was good. Yeah, was, and the, yeah, the mall surprise. It was just it sets up so much. Like even if they don't ever do it in a movie because this movie didn't make enough, I I, I, I want to read books about see, this. Like now. in the whole the whole Kira character. Yeah, I'm like I want I want to know. Like where does that go from here? Yeah, well, that, that, that was just like they set it up to that, that you can. They set it up so it could be just go like by itself, no more movies. Well, and the great thing about it too was the second he says, <clears throat> second Dryden Voss says, you know, I work for, I have to report to someone too. Every your first assumption is it's got to be Java, right? Right. If he think, works for someone, Java. he must work for the Huts or the you know whatever. And then when they reveal that's Maul, you're like, oh my god! And it makes sense if you watched like the cartoons because Maul was trying to. Form like a you know criminal underground. Remember when he kind of like got all the Mandalorians together, right. and the Pikes should have been a clue. There was like a um, the creatures that were on Kessel, like guys with the weird mask, the, with the dripping mask. Okay, those were like in um, the Mall arc of uh, was it Clone Wars or Rebels? One of the two. I think it was I think it was Clone no, it was Clone Wars because in Rebels he was just like you know trying to do the, find Obi Wan and the Jedi holocrons or whatever and convert. Ezra, but in Clone Wars, Maul was like trying to gather with his brother, like a like an army or whatever. You know, he's no longer a Sith. He was trying to gather like a criminal organization. And the Pikes, these these creatures, were in it. So that should have tipped us off. Like, oh, those are the guys. They're connected with Maul. But it was just a shock. Nobody was expecting it. Yeah. Well, I think you can enjoy this by itself, not knowing any of that. You can go into but, this movie like not knowing who Hansel even is and like it. Yeah, and then but like I said, there, there's so many. Oh, actually, it says Pike Syndicate. I'm looking at the yeah. thing right here. Easter eggs. Like, yeah. this, there are so many tie-ins to all the other movies. Star Wars yeah. movies, TV shows, cartoons. I mean, it's, it is it's like a ja- treasure trove so for, full of these references. It's a treasure trove for, like, real, real fans. Like, if you want to get deep in the woods, this movie, like, mentions everything. Even the, even the, when, when Dryden Voss is like, would you guys like some Clow Clow fish or whatever? 
That was like one of the creatures they bumped into on Naboo under the, in the submersible. One of those giant beasts was was that creature. So that that was a reference. The little like egg dish he was having was like related to Naboo. So there was like tie-ins to everything. But like again, you could go into this movie never having seen a Star Wars movie and just go on this journey and enjoy it too. Like you wouldn't even have to know who the, you wouldn't have to know who Maul was. You'd just be like, oh, that's some scary crime lord. Though what does make me sad though is it. I will never read any of those books, and yeah. there are references to those books. Yeah, and not because I'm not going to go back and. No, but you could go on Wikipedia and get like the the four minute summary of it, or read a blog if I do a blog about it. Because I was actually before the movie came out, I was doing a blog about the Han Solo. There was like Han Solo books that came out in the late '70s, where basically they kind of said, "Okay, well, you can do Han Solo, but don't do anything with the Empire. Like, go into like corporate sector. You know, they basically let them do a three book series with him and Chewie." In the Falcon, like, um, you know, doing adventures that didn't have to tie into the movies because they, you know, just in case they never made a second movie. <laughs> no, but it was it was excellent. I loved it. I, lo- I loved everything about it. The Lando and Han stuff was just awesome. The card game. The fact that Han- that Lando was a cheater. Is <laughs> it Sab- Sabak, Sabak was the game? Yeah. Yeah, and then you know he, he and those are referenced card. in the books, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. The one everyone knew, like you know, that from Empire that he won it from him in a card game, basically. They won it, like you know, I beat you fair and square or whatever. So that was great that Han steals his cheat card and beats him with his own cheat card. <laughs> <laughs> and no. do you see Hando, Lando's like he had a Hawaiian shirt on in that tropical planet at the end too? Did you see that? I want that Lando Hawaiian shirt. Your Lando Hawaiian shirt. The Lando Hawaiian shirt. How about the cape room? Oh my gosh, the cape room! Uh, she's she's trying all the capes. She's like, yeah. "It's fabulous." <laughs> How's he need so many capes? I think it was so funny because Lando had basically turned the Millennium Falcon into like his, uh, you know, his bachelor's pad. He had like the bed and the like the uh, bar set up and everything. <laughs> and just thrashes it in one movie. Oh my gosh, Lando Hawaiian shirt! I'm I'm now googling this because I really I noticed his shirt, but I'm you know I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm. Have you seen it more than once? I've seen it. I just saw it for the second time on Sunday. The second time. Yeah. I, my mom hadn't seen it yet. Um, Josh, um, Kim's older son, was in town. Jacob wanted to see it again. So, yeah, everybody that I've seen it with or talked to has liked it. I. That's why I'm just like, oh, how's this movie? It's got to be on Etsy somewhere right this now. This movie is making less money worldwide than Peter Rabbit. That's that's it's not a crime. Right. It's, it's not a right. crime. It's, it's a, a Star Wars movie, damn it. And they've got all these Star Wars things planned. So I'm just hoping that this was just like some weird anomaly. And I, again, I don't know why they didn't stick with the December release because, you know, Star Wars traditionally was released on Memorial Day, but Memorial Day over the past like 10 years hasn't really been a huge box office weekend anymore. It's not like the old days where it was like the kickoff of summer. The summer is Still, now the big, you know. Summers come out, movies come out sometimes at the end of April now, early May, June. Like there's, you know, Memorial Day is not like some huge blockbuster weekend um, lately. Like the highest grossing movie recently was one of the Pirates ones on Memorial Day. And I just think they had a wide opening with... Um, remember because people were like, oh, okay, well, Force Awakens made $2 billion, but how's Rogue One I'm going to do? It's got nobody, nobody knows any of these characters. Mm-hmm. Like, how's this movie going to do? And it opened in December and it had no competition because January is usually when they dump movies that couldn't um, compete in the holiday. Usually, traditionally, in the old way the studios worked, if a movie sucked, it was going to be released in September or like January. Because it's like it can't compete during the holidays between Thanksgiving and Christmas or the summer. It wasn't good enough for that. So we're just going to dump it in, you know, these time periods. So the first Star Wars came out and it opened in December and basically had 
January and February to just like dominate. Like nobody, nobody we could even come close. And that's why Black Panther did so good. It opened in early February, and there was no other movies to even compete with. So it was like a huge monster. And did so, well because it was the best movie, Brad. It was the best movie ever. Yes, <laughs> revolutionary. <laughs> so no, I so the yellow yellow shirt. Yeah, it's awesome. It's got like some little starships on. It. It's like a it's like a Hawaiian shirt with like. But it has a gi- those giant uh, cuffs too. Yeah, well, it's it's you know it's seventies style because if you're thinking about it, they're, they're trying to emulate you know the styles from the original movies. So everything's like you know flowing capes and bell bottom looking. If that matter, Donald Glover as Randall Christian was so good, so good, so buckle up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was just smooth. He just he just. I bought them immediately from yeah, the trailers. Oh. I didn't even have to wait for the movie. Yeah. I think one of the other problems that they might find out for the movie was I think they were so worried about people's perception of whether this guy was going to be good or not in hand that in some of the early trailers and stuff, they didn't really play up the main character. They did show like a lot of like Lando quips and other stuff. And they never like, I think they were almost afraid to really present this as Han Solo because they're afraid the Star Wars fans will be like, oh, that's not my hand solo. Oh, yeah. And I think they kind of underplayed the your main character of the movie before that came out. So who knows? I don't know what the, the, the answer to the question is. All I know is this movie was great, and I would watch four more hand solo movies. Because this is ten years before A New Hope. They, they tend out because, um, if you know Star Wars, Chewie's like 200 in Star Wars. So when he goes, oh, you're 190 years old? You look great. So when he <laughs> says that to him... It's basically telling you, okay, this was 10 years before A New Hope. Yeah, so the, this is before yeah, Rebels. It's just, before... it's just pulling the timeline. And yeah, so basically, when they're going off at the end to, like, you know, meet jo- uh, some gangster putting together a job, that could be, like, a job with Boba Fett or Bosk or Greedo. Maybe, they, you know, they're working with these guys. And, and you know they're going to meet Jabba, but you know from the original Star Wars, remember that added scene they put in that had the bad um, Jabba, CGI Jabba? Oh, in, special in, editions in the uh, in, in the like the in the port where the ship yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a good mm-hmm. idea because they'd actually filmed the scene and they, but they weren't there yet with the with the CGI because it was pre Phantom Menace. They hadn't quite gotten it right yet, so right. the job looked a little weird. But he's all, oh, hand my boy, you know, like well, they have the a pro- friendship. They have part of the problem is that it's, it's 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 daytime. Yeah, and those scenes need to be dark. Yeah, job is like in a cave palace thing he's like he's he's backlit with like red brick you know red red you know stucco kind of walls like it doesn't doesn't work yeah but there's so much potential because now the the love of his life is working for you know an evil ex sith right gangster and and he's gonna go off to work for jabba i mean it just it opens the door for so much and and what i did like of this film better than the last three was the creatures you know, like in in the other movies, they was like, "Oh, these creatures just don't feel Star Wars." Like they go into the, like the cantina on Moss's um, castle, or Canto Bight, especially in Last Jedi. I felt like the creatures were designed by Terry Gilliam in a Brazil movie or something instead of like Star Wars. <laughs> Where this one's like, you go into the card game and they've got like the the guy with the six eyes and some guy with like his heads in a bowl. I, it felt like Star Wars creatures to me in this movie, and hmm. I love that. I love the the look and feel of it too well th- here's the thing they were good enough and looked let's say real enough yeah. where like you didn't go 
oh, look at that makeup or yeah. look at that CG creature. With you, you just like all this? With exception of one of the Wookiees on Kessel that people call the Planet of the Apes Wookiee. Cause oh, that guy was, he was a really bad Wookiee. He, ter- he looked like a like Harry and the Hendersons or something. Oh, so bad. But they were saying the reason was because he's been like a slave, you know, deprived of food stuff for so long that he's like he's, he's losing, losing his hair, hair and stuff. Oh, that was but such he a looked bad horrible. Wookie. It looked like they, they ran out of Wookiee costumes and they gave somebody like a... You know, six million dollar man uh, Bigfoot outfit to, oh instead. So, you're, you're with the exception right. of that one Wookiee, they had like Twi'leks. They had like recognizable Greedos. They had like a Greedo creature. I can't remember their name right now. Which is even the tiny creature on the table when they're oh, on yeah, the driving ship. It's like you're like, what? I you just like look at it and you go, okay, that could exist. Yeah, yeah. And and you didn't like it. Was, it you said besides. <laughs> Sasquatch. Yeah. Sasquatch. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. No, see, like, you remind me that. Like, that yeah. was one of the ones I went, God, that's really, that's really bad yeah. job on that one. I don't know why they. Well, it was like... kind of a main Wookiee on there and that yeah. whole scene. But it, know, just, so it just had so many elements. The train mm. heist, I've never seen, like, that's probably the most exciting train heist I've ever seen. And I've seen tons of westerns and other things that. The train, elevated train that the way it twisted in ninety degrees and like, stuff, and and then swoop bikes and stormtroopers with magnetic boots on top of it, like that was just classic. That was good. And then like the whole, you know, the sting type thing at the end, where like you know, I've outthought you, and oh, this is actually the real stuff. They're thinking, oh, oh right, oh, yeah. they tricked him. You know, there was like all, you know, he basically, you knew from, I knew from the trailers that Beckett was gonna turn on him. You oh, th- you can tell? Well, this, just when he says the line, you know, don't trust, don't trust anyone, him. kid, it's like, okay, that's the setup. That's foreshadowing. Yeah. But the cool thing about it was you, for while you're watching it, you're like, oh, maybe it's Kira that turned on him because they've set Kira up to have turned on him, you know? Yeah. And then it actually wasn't Kira that turned on him. She was going along with him, you know, but she had her own, you know, reasons. And um, Beckett did turn on him, but then Han knew it because he's all, he had listened to his lessons. Like, oh, no, I did listen to everything you said, you know? People are predictable, so he knew that he was going to turn on it. So I like that. I like the, the twists. So and the shooting him first was just like so many Star Wars fans were like, yes, that that settles it. Hand did shoot shoot. No matter what first. George Lucas tried to you know redo the movie because he didn't want Hand to be a cold blooded killer. Hand knew that if I didn't shoot this guy first, this guy's going to take me out. Yeah. And you mentioned it. Woody Harrelson. Yeah, was great. Oh, in it was this great. part. And it just you know, it's so weird to think. I used to watch Cheers, and he was just some just some dopey, he was a dopey bartender. And I loved him on that, but like, he's he's just so different now. Like he, you know, he pretty much plays a lot of the same roles. His role in this was similar to his role in like Hunger Games, but right. but he did a good job. I mean, like I just I bought him. I bought him as that character. I I would almost want to see. Okay, give me a prequel with Beckett and Val. I'll watch him. And and uh, what's his name? Uh, Rio or whatever, right? With the, with the arms of the yeah, pilot. Yeah, was John Favreau. Was oh the my voice. gosh, so great, great voice! Yeah. And you're like, oh, who is that? John what is Favreau. that? A, what is that? Wookie? <laughs> oh, but again, this also Paul Bettany and in another. Yeah, you know, he's, he's Vision, and now he is. Uh, what's the Dryden? Dryden, Dryden Voss. Yeah. Dryden Voss. So he was actually a replacement. <clears throat> um, the original guy that was it was a black guy that used to be on the Wire, I think. That was supposed to be the villain, and he had shot, you know, the original part. But when they did the reshoots, he wasn't available because he was already committed to another project. So they had to completely redo his character. Oh, his character originally was supposed to be part creature, and they didn't have enough time to do that, so they just gave Dread and Voss some scars, scars, <laughs> and some open wounds. It worked though. It, worked. it was good. He's, it good. Was good. He's a good yeah. actor. I was like, oh, is that Paul Bettany? Yeah, I can't. I, like for the first like first like you know thirty seconds, I'm like, yeah, he's kind of in shadow. You're like, is he? Is it? Oh, it is. But there were so many so things, like I said, so many things I liked about it. I just think that Alden Ehrenreich really captured, like, the spirit of Han. Just with this, like, you know, 
little remarks or like, you know, when he first meets Kira on the, on Dryden's ship, you know, he's, he's trying to get enough money to go back and rescue her and he just bumps into her on the thing and there she is. And it's just, yeah. You get the reaction. It's just, yeah. It seems so like genuinely like, yeah. <gasps> or, just take you've only, you'd oh. only met Kira for less than like three minutes and you cared that she got left behind at the gate. Like somehow they made you care about this character within the first five minutes of the movie that when he gets through and she gets stuck, like you cared. Well, that's, yeah. that's crazy to me. How do how, how, how you do that? How do you care for a character you don't even know yet? Right. So, yeah, I loved it. I'm glad you liked it. I thought we were going to have a battle tonight. No, no. I can't I... wait to hear Andy's comments. We'll have to maybe get him in on the next, let him get a little hand talk on the next one. But, uh, yeah, no, I, lo- I, loved, I love me some hand Solo. I can't wait to get it on DVD and dig through the Easter eggs, man. Yeah, there's gonna be there's a lot. Oh, there's there's well, like a list of like twenty five. Yeah, I'm looking on the looking yeah. at this list, and it's it's you know 20... character references and planet references. The planet that they um, you know the planet where where he goes. Oh, we'll have you flying in no time, and then it cuts to hand like flying through the air as an infantry guy. Right, he will have you flying. And he's... We'll have you flying in no time. Then he goes flying through the air, and um, that planet was like he's... a reference to a planet from Shadows of the Mind's Eye, which was a Luke and Leia book, like in between. Um, Star Wars and Empire. It's like one well, of the first books. He said, we'll, ha- we'll have you flying in no time. Songs you can follow, follow orders. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that's not going to go well. That's not going to go well. <laughs> so Han was basically in the Imperial Academy and got kicked out. You know, so you're flying. And then it, it explains also, like he talks because about his, I, did, his did, dad built those ships. So that's why he knows how to... Did it ever fly. explain in the other movies that he was like trained by the Empire? It was referenced in like the books and stuff, like the, some of the original no, backstory. No, 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 I know, no, no I know. Books, no books, the books but some exist. of the original backstory was <laughs> that that Han like had rescued Chewie while he was in the Imperial Navy, or like maybe they did it different than than it was like in the books that he was supposed to be like, you know, uh, uh, Chewie was like a slave, and like Han decided this is wrong and like helped free him or something, but. It was always kind of known. In fact, the pants that hands, hand wears with the stripes on them were like right. imperial like pants or something. Okay. So, like, yeah, you'd have to know more than 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 that. But <laughs> you couldn't get that from the movies. No, you couldn't just really get that from the movies. No. Okay. That's all that counts. Yes, that's all. Unless you read the book. I'll say you said it was your favorite of the new. Yeah, I mean, the, I'm trying out, to, out of the four. Yeah, out of the four, I would go. Solo, Rogue One, Force Awakens, and then Last Jedi. I thought Last Jedi was by far the weakest because of the whole... Because of the Luke. Because of Luke. Well, no. not the. I actually enjoyed the Luke stuff. Like, I didn't like... It wasn't necessarily how I envisioned Luke. But for me, I told you before, the part that I didn't like, the casino stuff was fun, but it was completely unnecessary to the story. It, their mission to go do the thing failed. They didn't even complete their mission. And it was like a 20-minute segment of the movie for Finn... Finn's character was unnecessary to the movie. I know he was like a important part of the first movie. I think they didn't know what to do with him in the second movie, so they wrote this side plot that was basically irrelevant. Yeah. It, parts of it were still interesting or cool, but it, it was irrelevant to the plot. <laughs> and that was the part that, that, that hurt for me, because I loved the end where like Luke projected himself and had the battle and walks out there and, you know... They shoot like five trillion bolts through the ground. He just kind of wipes it off. That's still disappointing. That, that, that's he, he, disappointing. Didn't go, he didn't go anywhere. Yeah, he didn't travel. He just and and, and then my, the my problem with the force. I know, but the thing is, we've never saw that with any other yeah. 
Jedi before all of a sudden he can do this. But they did, but they did set it up during the movie with with um the connection between Kylo Ren and and Rey. Being able to project themselves. Well, I got, again, meet. which is never before. They just made this up for the movie. Yeah. Now, and I have a problem with that. Yeah. But I would agree with you. Uh-huh. Probably my top of the latest of the latest ones. Is, and is, the one is, that made the least solo. amount of money. Absolutely. Ah! <laughs> What's wrong with you people? Uh, Get out there. See Solo. Keep the, keep the dream alive. Yeah. Because you know people would want to see a Lando movie. And now they may get afraid to do it. Or maybe Disney's just like, okay, we... We're glad we just didn't avert it, like it being the movie itself being a disaster. Financially, it's it wasn't a hit. Financially, it was it struggled, but I think the fact that they went back and they spent twice the budget to get it right was a good thing. Because what if they just released a shitty movie? That would be much worse. Then you could really ruin the franchise, you know, going forward. Where I think everyone that's seen it that I know has liked it. I think it's it's just that. Something happened that people didn't go and see it in the theaters. But I think the fact that it was a good movie may restore some faith in people that like, okay, well, maybe I'll give the next one a shot. Or Yeah. Well, when we talked about before that, you know, we were excited for the yeah. next, you know, next 10, 20 yeah. years, we're going to get to see yeah. Star Wars movies. Yeah. And after Last Jedi, I thought, do I want any more Star Wars yeah. movies? I think that... And, and after I saw Solo, I'm like, oh, oh man, I could see another 10 of those. Oh, yeah. Like, so that, I, those are great. I literally think that, that Solo got punished because of the people that were upset or disappointed with the way The Last Jedi turned out. Hmm. I think, I think the, like, the feeling that you had of, oh, I don't know if I want to see more Star Wars movies, I think a lot of people said, well, I'll catch it when it comes to Netflix. Yeah. You know? I don't want to get disappointed like I was in December. Hmm. So I, I think it was more to do with 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 that and the fact that people were thinking that it was going to be a disaster because of the behind the scenes, the common knowledge that you know they had to basically reshoot almost the whole movie. That's like a warning sign. Like, uh oh, what's wrong with this? They got it right. They got it right. They got it right. Ugh. And it brought back those books that I read. Like, I used to sit there and have to imagine Han Solo doing these adventures. Now I can like see it on screen. Give me more. I'm gonna need a graphic. Yeah. Of where these things come from, uh-huh. like a large infographic that tells me where that reference comes, comes from, from, and then a link to like the order I need to to oh, see I'm it sure or read it or view it in. I'll look in for order it to I, make all these things connect. I'm sure that some nerd has already <laughs> put that together. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> Very good. Good. Well, we got to wrap this up. Okay. Um, this was. Uh, it's too bad Andy wasn't here. Yeah. Well, like I said. We can get like you know his brief thoughts. You know, brief. Let, let him his brief you, thoughts. You, you don't you don't get to miss the podcast. Miss and then, it and then it, like redo you know, it. Go on for you already did that with Black Panther the last time. <laughs> so That's you fine. know, if Andy, you need to get a better than fifty percent uh, show up rate on the podcasts, and then you can talk about <laughs> the movies that you saw. <laughs> Absolutely. So you can check out. Uh, we'll have some links in the uh, show notes. Those are at super fantastic terrific. Dot com. Be sure to check out the Facebook page and as well as uh, your uh, the Super Fantastic Terrific blog. Yes. And uh, what's, 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 the, can... what's the latest review on there? Uh, the latest review I just did. Well, I know I did Logan recently and God, I just saw something the other day. Oh, Justice League. A couple of things like Justice that. Justice League, yeah. I think, was the last yeah. one. And you gave that... Uh, like a six, seven, six, six or six or seven? Yeah. 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 Better, better than Batman versus Superman, because it did have its moments, but it still just wasn't... DC needs to figure it out. Because for me, 
I grew up with Superman, Batman. I grew up with the Justice League. I didn't grow up with these Marvel characters. I didn't know who these Marvel characters were. Like when first X Men movie came out, I'm like, oh, who the hell is X Men? Right. I, I, I want to see books. Wonder. I want to see Wonder Powers activate. But 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 the main characters, like the Batmans and the Supermans, they're like struggling. Justice League didn't do good at the box office either. When we talk like this, yeah. it's probably going to be a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> that was the the previous versions. No, no, Batman versus Superman was. Oh, our mom has the same name? I won't kill you, what? man. Why'd you say that? Why'd you... Why? Why'd you say that name? That's what they should have done with Superman... When Superman came back By to life. By the way, uh, that, I did... That was that was a perfect... Christian Bale. <laughs> the perfect Christian Bale slash... Slash Bane. Bane. <laughs> that was my problem with that last one. It's like, I couldn't understand either of the characters. Like, can I get it? Can I get C-3PO in here to translate what the hell <laughs> Batman and Bane are saying to each other? <laughs> you know what? You know what was better? A movie that I did really like that there's a review up on there was um, Birdman. Do you see Birdman? I've not seen Birdman. I heard I heard bad things about Birdman. I heard good oh. things about Birdman. For being like like someone who went to like school for film stuff, it was like visually like stunning what they did. It's basically like a play. I mean, this, the whole story could be on a st- play uh, stage because they're doing mm. a play but it takes place like behind the scenes and then onto the stage and then back behind the scenes again and they shot it as if it was one shot but it'd be like so you're following them behind the scenes and then like it would cut to on the stage but then it would like do time jumps so you would like go you know from the curtain it's like the next it was just so good and Michael Keaton kills it he could still be Batman as far as I'm concerned because right. Birdman is basically it's like the Michael Keaton's true story it's like a guy who used to be this character Birdman, who now he's like just struggling trying to be relevant, and he's like written this play to try to get back in the good graces of you know the critics. Well, I, I should it's, watch Birdman. Birdman is a watch, yeah. Okay. Well, good. Check those out on. It's not a superhero movie. On, on, this thing of it is like blog. a right. Yeah. So think of it as what it is. It's like a drama, but it's like good, good cast, really good cast. So check out those links. They're on the webpage at superfantastictrooper.com, and we will talk to you. Brad and I for sure. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe Maybe somebody else. I don't know. We'll find out. Third chair. We'll find out next time on the show. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.